Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 94 of You Got This. And happy December, y'all. In the spirit of keeping it real, honest, and light, there are always things to be grateful for during the holiday season and beyond, of course, but as reasonably as possible with everything going on in the world right now. I hope everyone's feeling and healing and doing well out there, genuinely. If you're new, welcome. I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm so incredibly happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. Listener discretion advised. This podcast is not a replacement for traditional therapy or esoteric healing modalities. On UGT, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need any of that, you're welcome to visit my site and book a session with me. And I encourage you to explore any other resources out there that you feel would be helpful for you along your authentic journey. Please do what you gotta do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Okie dokie. Whew. Back after a wee bit of a break. Uh, there might be an episode dropping on December 10th, but it's also possible this will be the only episode for the month. Still figuring out my schedule. Either way, since we're approaching end of year, I want to make sure this is a good one with some curated content, since it's been a little while since we had that sprinkled in along with the energy reading. It'll be empowering and uplifting as always, and of course, include tons of encouragement about honoring your needs as the episode title alludes to. 2023 for me has been a year of recalibration for sure. I've kind of been doing my own version of a sabbatical, which traditionally means you completely stop working uh, for a period of time, but not everyone has that privilege. And to be frank, it's not a reasonable option for folks who have people or responsibilities to consider. So for me, it's been about gradually working less and focusing on my mental and physical health and my loved ones more. Simply doing and being what feels authentic uh, and making sure it's in the places and spaces where I'm appreciated and I belong and I can not only survive but thrive as my authentic self. And we all deserve that, yeah? And I want to make sure to mention for folks who do have the option of completely taking off and doing the traditional sabbatical approach, that's awesome. And hopefully that opportunity is used wisely. I'm just representing a different perspective. So if it resonates that you don't reasonably have that option, just want to empower you to make sure that you have people in your life who support you resting and reflecting and re-energizing in a healthy way. It's so important important. Uh, Simply put, it's communication about your needs and then accountability of self 
and your environment to uphold that because it matters. I know what it feels like to hit that sense of rock bottom and feel like the world is working against you. I've experienced physical and mental burnout before and have done the self-healing, which is ongoing, to build myself back up. I know it's a fact that people can't be or do their best in a state of burnout because I've been there. And many folks tuning in, I'm sure, have experienced this in some way. Yeah? Whether it's mental, physical, or spiritual, even though it may not always feel like it, those internal and external battles we all face along the journey absolutely make you wiser and stronger. Challenges always gonna be popping up, like boop. <laughs> Life is full of tests and triggers to apply how you've already grown or show you new ways that you can grow. Every challenge is an opportunity to succeed or fail forward, which is also a key component of success. The game changer is, <laughs> once we overcome those battles, are we using what we've gained and what we've learned to move forward toward peace or create more war? Whether that's a war of the self, a war of countries, a war of the worlds. If folks consider a higher perspective, which just means considering multiple vantage points, it would be clear that the damage being caused by war in any context creates a negative ripple effect for everyone involved in terms of generational harm. Unless it's playful though, right? I'll add in that caveat. Although I admittedly don't know too much about sports, I really enjoy them quite a lot. And in general, a little friendly competition can be a lot of fun. And to go on a slight tangent on battles because it's relevant to current events, I also understand the tradition of war, and I have an immense amount of respect for the folks who sacrificed for their country's freedom. Back in the day, though, we had neutral grounds and battlefields, so the people who were there could do their thing and fight. And civilians at least had some sense of safety and protection. But now, from a physical and mental perspective, the immense damage caused to innocent land and life, it, it shouldn't be happening. And valuable resources are being completely wasted as well. And so, yes, challenges can be reframed as opportunities, but I believe unnecessary challenges, they, they often take a toll that can be prevented. Um, I'm not claiming to have an answer at all, but I do believe that there are smarter, more humane, and more effective ways to approach conflict. And, and I feel that way about everybody in terms of accountability, not even, you know, taking sides on that. I'm team peace and love. Um, I want to live a peaceful life that I love and support others in doing the same. It's that simple and that complex, <laughs> but that's that's my guiding light, my purpose, my North Star. I, I genuinely feel everyone deserves that in their own authentic way. And if by some miracle, the world got to that point collectively, it would legit be a better place for all beings. Uh, I don't have a grandiose view of myself that I can change the world by just having that as a core value, but I know collectively we can. So I'm just trying to do my part in creating and contributing to ripple effects of generational healing and not harm. So tangent aside, <laughs> what does that look like for you tuning in? Uh, that's something to consider if you haven't already or perhaps revisit if it's been a while. If there's a passion that you have, how can you not only feed yourself and your needs, but make it a family meal, if you will? 
Uh, I've shared before on the podcast. I know what I'm passionate about. My journey now is how exactly I want to do that and what's healthy for me and my loved ones long term. Because being selfish ain't an option for me, but I do need to put myself first. And I know there are folks tuning in who can relate. It, It doesn't mean that authentic living isn't possible if you've got competing priorities. So I'm exploring and learning slash unlearning slash relearning as I keep moving forward. And we all are, just in different ways. Uh, Among many other things that require excellence or even pressure, and sometimes understandably so, UGT for me is the one space that I have where I can drop any and all masks, especially as a neurodivergent person, and I can relax and learn and also teach a little bit and truly just be in the moment uh, with myself. And it's like practicing or having a bit of a workout in self-care and getting in those reps as it relates to personal, professional, and spiritual growth. It's not meant to be perfect. It's just meant to be relatable and help contribute to that bigger picture of working towards something great. Once people I coach and mentor let me know that the resources I curate for them and my energy readings and just overall coaching resonated, I considered my own experience along with trauma, systemic oppression, all that good stuff, yeah? And just felt called to share this part of myself instead of totally hide it. It's a process for me and UGT is a step in that. And I felt called to start the podcast in this particular format just so it's the safest and bravest space possible for me while also being accessible and understandable at any level for folks who happen to tune in, whether it's in the States or beyond. Uh, The fact that people are tuning in at all is humbling and also an honor that I do not take for granted. I, I didn't do this with the intention of popularity. I just wanted to share something that's authentic to me and whoever it's meant for will receive it. <laughs> and I hope it's helpful. Just a ref, you know, refresher for returners, but for new folks, uh, the podcast at this stage will have 111 episodes and then I'll be recalibrating once again and trying some new things from there. I, I've got my quirks and my process and my pace and multiple passions. And so I've reached a point in life where I'm not afraid to honor the multi-dimensional oddball that is Asia, <laughs> especially since I'm legit just being me and sharing that with whoever it resonates for. For folks who don't like it, there are plenty of other options, and I you know, encourage you to explore those <laughs> genuinely, not imposing or trying to cause any harm. I'm a lover, but also a chief and a warrior for peace. <laughs> so I'm going to speak up and stand up for what I feel is right. Um, I believe collectively moving in a direction toward peace and healing is a gift that that we all deserve to give ourselves. It's inner peace as well as the world around us. So there's also that outer peace. Being aware and conscious and mindful about the journey whilst on the positive, negative, neutral roller coaster ride of life is what I feel makes a huge difference in that. It, It can be the key to whether someone acts in a way that, as I mentioned before, creates and contributes to a ripple effect of healing rather than harm. Um... I heard a line from a film the other day. It said, sometimes to go forward, you have to go back. And it was so simple yet so powerful. And it's true that giving yourself permission, time and space to reflect in a way that's healthy and take care of yourself and see things in a different way, perhaps a few different ways, it does wonders from a wisdom and lesson learning. And I'll even say a compassion or empowerment perspective in order to keep moving forward and achieve success genuinely in a way where what I do and who I am are aligned and also contributing to making the world better for present day and future generations, I had to take a step back 
and rest and reflect and re-energize in ways and at the pace that felt authentic to me to realize what exactly I'm even heading toward. And yeah, and I'm an optimistic realist. So from the burnout perspective, that's the real real. That's what happened. But the positive perspective is that it forced taking a step back and allowed me to to create or find safe and brave spaces that I needed for myself in order to heal and envision what's ahead. And so folks doing that for themselves in the way that they see fit, it creates that positive ripple effect of healing. So thinking about all that, we're in the last month of the calendar year, depending on the calendar that you subscribe to. Uh, of course, we can and should have check-ins with ourselves any time of year that it's needed. But as we close out 2023 and open up for 2024, now is certainly appropriate as ever to do some healthy reflection on the past year and inspirational intention setting for the next. So yeah, if you haven't already done so, give yourself or maybe someone else that gift of genuinely doing you and being you. Keep going and growing, moving and grooving, resting and reflecting, feeling and healing. All right, now that the tone has been set and I got that little ramble out, (laughs) I'm admittedly verbose, so thanks for humoring me with that. I'm excited to share for this episode to get into the holiday spirit, a talk from an awesome organization called Calmly Coping on how to give yourself the gift of prioritizing your well-being without being selfish, both in theory and in action or in practice. Uh, I found this really insightful on everything I just rambled about for the past few minutes, (laughs) along with practical steps to make the dream real. So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. So the way that you think about yourself and your needs is reflected in the way that you treat yourself. And this works both ways. So when you can address both internalized beliefs and your behaviors when it comes to prioritizing yourself, then that is going to have an impact on your self-worth. And that is that feeling of being valuable, being good enough from within. First, let's talk about what it means to prioritize yourself. So it means putting yourself first taking care of your needs first, filling up your cup first. This can look like practicing self-care. So those are those things that you're literally just caring for yourself. It can be things that allow you to feel like you're ready to take on the world, ready to help others, ready to show up as your quote unquote best self and putting your best foot forward. Prioritizing yourself just means that you are taking care of yourself and your needs. So next question, is prioritizing yourself selfish? So no, it's not inherently selfish. And the thing is that this is what really annoys me because I hear this so often that people think that prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your needs is selfish. It means that you're ignoring other people. It means that you are not taking care of other people's needs. You're ignoring your obligations, et cetera, et cetera. All of the associations that go along with that. I just finished reading a New York Times opinion article about, it was about like Instagram therapy. What's cited in this article is what I'm not talking about essentially. So it's like that extreme end of self-care and prioritizing yourself 
and just saying no to people because you feel like it or when you focus on your personal needs by practicing self-care or cutting off toxic people, then that's not good because you're being completely selfish and you're entitled and whatever other negative associations can go along with it. This is what to me encompasses the, the lack of nuance that I so often see on the internet and on social media because it is not so all or nothing. You know, it's not that you practice self-care and you completely disregard other people's needs and I think that there can be this dichotomous view of things that people think that it's either I prioritize myself or I prioritize the needs of others. And that this either or way of seeing things isn't reflective of reality. So it's not all or nothing. It's not prioritize yourself at the expense of others. It's not prioritize yourself and ignore others. So there is room for nuance in this conversation. There's room to see that you can prioritize yourself and you can be respectful of others and you can take care of others and you can acknowledge other people's needs and respect those needs. Now you may not be able to do so 100% of the time because that's just impossible, but I think that it's important to see the conversation as being and, including that and instead of but. You know, I need to take care of myself first, but you know, this person's needs are more important or seeing it as or. So I need to prioritize myself or take care of others. So seeing it as an and, seeing that I can take care of myself and I can take care of others. And if you're finding that you cannot, then maybe that means that things need to change or you need more support or something else needs to be adjusted. Here's the thing, I'm pretty sure that you, the person that I am talking to, the listener, is somebody who either struggles with anxiety or high functioning anxiety. So you're probably neglecting your needs at the expense of others, overworking, burning yourself out, and doing too much already. So the way out of this cycle is to bring your intention inwards and caring yourself first is necessary to say that prioritizing yourself first is selfish is the same thing as saying that eating is selfish it just doesn't make logical sense so we all need to eat in order to sustain our bodies to sustain life it's the same thing with sleep we all need to sleep an adequate amount in order to sustain our health our life our brains everything else so saying that prioritizing yourself is selfish is adequate and akin to saying sleeping and eating are selfish. So hopefully I've cleared that up and gotten out of the way that prioritizing yourself is not inherently selfish. That does not mean that there are not people out there who may kind of take this phrase of prioritizing yourself or may see this and then go in that direction of ignoring other people's needs. But just because you're prioritizing yourself first does not mean you're selfish. Just because you're taking care of yourself, it does not mean you're selfish. So now let's talk about how you do it. I want you to actually reflect on like, what does it mean to be selfish? What does that mean to you? What do you imagine when you see that? Who do you think is judging you for being selfish? Is it an actual person? Or, you know, many times it can just be this baseless group that we think people in general are going to judge us when there's not really an actual person or people that are, are going to judge us. And even if they do, you're probably not going to know about it. And even if you do, everybody has their opinions and judgments and you cannot control that. Who have you called selfish? So sometimes looking at your own judgments can give you some insight onto how you might be judging yourself. So oftentimes we can project 
our own personal judgments, the way we feel about ourselves onto other people. So maybe you're projecting those perceptions, those attitudes and those beliefs that you have onto other people. And so maybe you can reflect on that and see, oh, maybe I'm concerned or afraid that I'm actually like this, or I want to stay far away from that. So I'm judging these other people in this way. Bringing these enigmatic concepts to actual concrete thoughts, whether it's writing them down or thinking through them, can actually help you to have some clarity when it comes to what you're afraid of and what you might be avoiding when it comes to that association between taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself and being perceived as selfish. So often we forget to do that and it can be a great first step. So next, what I want you to do is to do one small thing for yourself today. Connect with self-compassion and ask yourself, what is it that I need? What is it that's gonna help me feel more joyful? What is it that I can do to care for myself and my needs today? So it can be something small, like I said, and something that's gonna allow you to feel nourished, that you're taking time for yourself, no matter how small. And another good question to, to reflect on this is, what's gonna help me feel more ready for my day and to help others? And then bringing it together. So that question of what does it look like to care for myself and others. So it's not caring for myself or others or anything else, but bringing together that and, and what does that look like for you? So can you even care for others while caring for yourself at the same time? One way that I like to do this is through a practice that's called, I believe it's called breathing in self-compassion. It's the practice of just while you're even having a conversation, let's say if a conversation is challenging for you or challenging for the other person, you can breathe in self-compassion for yourself while you're listening to yourself, to the other person and, and practice just imagining as though you're breathing in compassion for yourself and then breathing out compassion for the other person. And you can adjust how much you're breathing in and out for you or for the other person. If you feel like I need tons of compassion in this moment, maybe you're gonna breathe in for the count of five compassion for myself. And then maybe you're not going to give any compassion to the other person because you're like, I, I just can't right now. Or maybe you're going to breathe out to the count of five to give the other person compassion. So it's just a visual exercise, but sometimes even bringing intentionality to that can help you so that you are even supporting yourself in the moment when you are supporting another person because both are possible. And asking yourself, where am I overextending myself? Where am I ignoring my needs? Because this can give you some insight as to where you maybe need to start bringing more attention to yourself and prioritizing your needs more. So I hope that this was helpful and I hope that I've ingrained that prioritizing yourself is not selfish. You're not selfish for wanting to care for yourself. We all need to, it's essential and it's important and it's a part of being human because you cannot help others if you are not helping yourself first. Thank you so much for tuning in today and until next time, be calm. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you've got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 94. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. 
these are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you and that's okay that just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear and maybe the next one will be for you you have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. <sighs> hmm. Energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you gotta do and come back when you're ready. I've already blessed and shuffled the decks I'm using for our reading. I'll be using three decks since this episode is dropping on the third day of the 12th month in the calendar year. Uh, three is a multiple of 12 and three in numerology represents creativity and self-expression, which is quite fitting for the topic of the episode. And from a spiritual perspective, it represents all the major points or entities connecting uh, a trinity or a trifecta of mind, body, spirit, if you will. So just a quick shout out to the artists before we get started. We've got the Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa DeCourt, the Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray, and last but certainly not least, the Essential Relationship Skills Deck by Dr. Jenny Wu. All right, folks, let's see what's in the cards for us today. Hello, hello. Welcome to December. <laughs> New month, holiday season. Um, depending on the holidays you're celebrating. Clean slate, fresh start. Uh, with the energy reading portion being quote unquote live <laughs> as reasonably as it can be. Uh, that means I'm not doing it in my formal recording space. I usually pick somewhere for the reading that feels good from an energy perspective and, you know, set, set my little space up <laughs> with my cards and my candles and whatnot. That does mean inevitably background noise may or may not occur depending on where I'm recording the reading from. You'll definitely hear some additional shuffling, which is what's happening right now. And that's just so we get as random of messages as possible that either fly out or gently fall from the deck. And that's what we consider as guidance from spirit for the reading. I'm a dog mama to two fur babies. They're at home with me, of course, and sometimes join me when I travel. Uh, so if they're barking or playing upstairs or outside, that might come through the mic. Uh, you might hear, you know, birds chirping, squirrels running round, cars passing by. Um, if I cough, sneeze, it's any human function during the reading, I'll pay attention to that as well. It's all part of being in the moment and I consider that as part of the authentic experience of each reading. Gender may or may not come up as I'm going through the cards. 
if I mention it, uh, it's only to describe the artwork and maintain the integrity of the reading. Interpretation is open and uh, that's all I'm doing is interpreting the artwork that I'm seeing. We all have feminine and masculine energy and non-binary is in the mix as well. So you are welcome to take it how it resonates uh, or doesn't resonate for you or whoever you're thinking about. What else? What else? At, in general, if you're picking up something different from what I'm putting down, that's quite all right. So want to put that out there. This is a practice to help build the intuitive muscle. I welcome and encourage folks to use this as an opportunity to build that muscle and maybe even flex it <laughs> right along with me. Um, independent thinking is always welcome here. I'm going to kick things off with the essential relationship skills deck. This is a newer deck uh, that, that I got recently at a conference and I totally geeked out <laughs> that these were in the gift bags there. These cards are for building trust and strengthening connection for personal and professional relationships. And it, it's the same setup as traditional playing cards. So you've got spades, clubs, diamonds, hearts, and each one uh, represents, you know, a suit or in this case, a category or a certain level related to emotional intelligence and connections, relationships, etc. These are awesome for, uh, for things like team building, conflict mediation, coaching, mentorship, um, and helping facilitate discussions around diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, Definitely a versatile and, uh, and practical uh, deck. I've used this once before in a UGT reading and I'm gonna follow, you know, kind of that same flow because I, I liked how that felt. <laughs> I used one card and that helped set the tone and, uh, you know, essentially clarify the intention for the reading. I'm gonna do that today as well. And then the cards from the tarot and oracle decks will paint the picture further. I'm open to all matter how I'm open to however many cards uh, come out from the tarot and oracle decks. Yeah, I think this is going to be a reading that I can kind of breeze through, but I'm open to whatever happens. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's all for the housekeeping items, but if anything else comes up, I'll mention it during the reading. <laughs> so let me take a quick sip of water before we dive in. Okay, let's get into it. So in the background, the additional shuffling, the noise that I, I'm pretty sure, usually it does come through the mic. So I'm, I'm sure folks tuning in can hear it. This is, as mentioned, the essential relationship skills uh, deck that I'm using. Just waiting uh, for a card to come out. So it's even just kicking things off, typically when it takes a little while, not a bad thing, just something to pay attention to. It means perhaps whatever message comes out through the card, it is something that requires a bit more patience. Perhaps it's a message that has been difficult <laughs> to receive, maybe difficult to give. Um, take it how it resonates, but there's something that's causing slow movement here, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. You gotta, you know, sometimes you gotta switch the pace up. But with this, definitely gonna consider if there's something around either patience or perhaps a, a challenging message, and that could be positive, negative, neutral. 
Okay, there we go. So we have a card. Again, that took a little bit. So with the message here, and I can see it right away, it's the 10 of hearts. The message here is need. What do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? Ooh. Okay. Thanks, Spirit. This was actually worth the wait because this ties in quite well as far as the talk and, and, and just the episode and uh, reflecting on the year, preparing for the next, just, you know, that, that whole shebang, all that jazz. What do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? In this deck, the hearts, it represents nurturing. So this could be nurturing of the self or nurturing, you know, of others. If we're thinking about the relationship skills, relationship building piece. So what do you need the most right now in that category? And what do you want and not want? You know, it says in life, that's all encompassing, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, anything else that, that you might want to add on there, whether it's you or whoever you're thinking about this being the card that's here, this 10 of hearts need, you know, is, is this category here. This is absolutely a loving and non-judgmental, you know, push reminder, nudge from spirit that as far as this card taking a while to come out, perhaps the reason why maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about it, it's really truly been a minute <laughs> since this has been considered. So perhaps this is a good time. It could be that perhaps you or whoever you're thinking about, this is already something that's being considered, but more time is needed in order to answer these questions, which is okay too. That such is the journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that's really interesting and, and also a very empowering place to start because it's asking the question and it's directed toward the self and it is a question that you need to be able to answer and use that as really sort of a guidepost for the direction you know that you want to go in whether it's personally professionally family friends work romantic any context um hmm if i'm thinking about numerology as well just to tie that in 10 in numerology and that that's actually been coming up, you know, that number quite a lot. If, if I'm just thinking about it here in the moment during this reading for UGT readings, 10 is, is a, become a bit common, actually. So I'm going to I'm really going to think about that. 10 in numerology represents either reaching a goal, a, a checkpoint, if you will, reaching the end of a cycle you know, closing out the old and cleaning the slate for the new. So I think from that perspective, that's also appropriate here. Maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about reflecting on 2023, opening things up, preparing, creating that vision for 2024 and beyond that. What is there to close out? What is there to open up? And, and that's going to be different for different people as far as what resonates authentically. But with this card coming out first, with this being what sets the tone that th this is the theme. This, this is the theme. What do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? So getting into the tarot and Oracle cards, these, you know, as I mentioned, these are going to paint the picture for, you know, what, what that might mean. Yeah. But right now it's open. 
it, it's a clean slate. So I'm going to go with the sun and moon tarot next. Open to however many cards. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That one was quick. <laughs> okay. So, so that's interesting. Just the, the contrast and it's, and again, with the pace, sometimes slowing down is required. Sometimes they, things are going to speed up, you know, accelerate and, just being open and, and agile, you know, for, for those moments along life's journey. I think that that is part of the process. It's actually a, a very substantial part of the process. Uh, so, so again, that was quick. Thanks spirit <laughs> for the cards. And I got two uh, that just gently uh, came out and those cards are, let's see what we got. Ooh. Okay, so so we got some major arcana and minor arcana up in here, which I like. And for and and uh, for folks who are new, I'll get into what that is uh, or what that means in a moment. But cards wise, we have the four of swords, and we have the star. The four of swords, that's the minor arcana. The star is the major arcana card. And, and I'll start with the star. It, it's major arcana. That means it's a major theme or main character. So that's what the star is. This is our overarching theme. This is, along with this, this 10 of hearts that we got from this first deck, this is also going to very much set the tone. So if I even start with this just, you know, on its own, Looking back at this first card, <laughs> thinking about that quote I mentioned in the intro, sometimes, you know, to move forward, we also have to, to, to go back. And so if I'm doing that and I'm making those connections, seeing the different perspectives, what do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? The, the star card in tarot represents inspiration. Uh, it represents joy. It could resonate at, as in being a star, you know, perhaps a talent, whether that's for you or whoever you're thinking about, because quite often with the star card, and I've mentioned this in UGT readings before, it's like, oh, that's my star. Like it, it, there's a certain sense of healthy pride here with the star card, whether it has to do with the self and, and confidence in yourself and your abilities, your talents, your passions, feeling inspired and energized, or that could have to do with your belief in others and and really all of that is important it's all connected so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about this is what's needed maybe that's what is being sought this could be the game changer in you know that switch being turned from off to on if that you know if that makes sense um could also resonate that that's a housekeeping uh item that i did not mention before the, uh, the readings could resonate for some folks tuning in, you know, been there, done that, you know, lesson learned. And this could just be another opportunity to uh, reflect and see things perhaps in a different way and maybe get, you know, more clarity, some new insights, uh, etc. So, so that's something to consider as well. Perhaps this is something that is currently in progress or it's already happened and the, the picture's being painted of, of that story. So, so that's the star card. 
the four of swords in tarot being the minor arcana in this little situation. This is more of the, uh, you know, descriptor for the major arcana. The four of swords, it really it, it represents a certain sense of mental stability. And I, I'll even say calm <laughs> just to tie it in uh, with the episode. So I, I'm actually really enjoying <laughs> how these cards are kind of connecting naturally so far. Um, yeah, swords and tarot is air energy that has to do with thoughts, mindset, communication. We we can say mental health. Yeah, and and thinking about four and and even you know pillars of building a foundation. This four of swords represents a, a certain level of mental stability and a, and a foundation that's being there. Perhaps with the four of swords being minor arcana to this star card. Because the four of swords can also represent a, a certain sense of uh, of like a truce, which honestly, with, with the state of the world right now, this is what we truly could use. I, I, honestly, that's what I hope for, you know, for, for all beings out there. But yeah, it's this four of swords in relation to the star, this could represent for you or whoever you're thinking about a certain level of maybe confidence or a feeling of a foundation or a stability in what the star represents or what it means to you or whoever you're thinking about. Perhaps if it resonates for whoever's tuning in where it's like, damn, I haven't even had a chance to, you know, actually reflect on this. How am I going to do this? Or if it resonates that maybe you're going through mental or physical burnout or you can't even fathom how to approach this. What do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? Like, can you pause for a few seconds <laughs> to to ask yourself these questions? Or maybe there's a loved one or, you know, somebody that you're thinking about where these are the questions that they're thinking about or it's worth asking them if, you know, if it seems like it'll be helpful. But yeah, there there is a certain level of just being, you know, steady with the four of swords, which is which is a positive thing. So maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, this is where you're at. And it's just a matter of continuing to embody this, continuing to embody that star energy or explore what that means. Or maybe there's an energy out there where, you know, like, I, you know, like I said before, like, oh, like that's my star. Like maybe there is some energy out there that does provide that sense of inspiration or empowerment in, you know, in whatever way that resonates. Maybe it helps <laughs> to maintain this four of swords energy, like for you or whoever you're thinking about, if, if you feel like you're not quite there, which honestly is understandable for anyone to feel like that with, again, the state of the world right now this star energy, what, what does that mean for you or whoever you're thinking about? And how can you use that to kind of keep yourself well? Okay. And, and, and so, yeah, the, these two cards could be connected or they could be two separate things. Or if I'm tying this into the talk, not even an or, but it, it's an and, of course. Uh, and so this four of swords, this, this sense of calm and mental stability, and then, you know, this star card, whatever that star power means authentically for you or whoever you're thinking about or wherever that inspiration comes from in your atmosphere. Perhaps that is what's needed, you know, and, and that's what you want. And then on the token of what do you not want, maybe if it's difficult to answer these questions of what you do want, Sometimes starting there, <laughs> uh, you know, as uh, it's, I mentioned in the intro, I'm an optimistic realist, but that doesn't mean that the negative, uh, 
I don't even want to say negativity. I was about to say that. I'm just going to say the necessary, you know, healthy pessimism. It, it's it's got to come in there. It's okay to question things. <laughs> uh, and so what do you not want? That might actually be a helpful place to start in order to figure out what you do want in life and what you do need the most right now if you're unsure. Yeah? Okay, cool. Getting into the third and final deck of our reading, and that is the Angels and the Ancestors Oracle. So we'll see what we get as our final message or messages from Spirit for this reading. Ooh, Ooh. We, we got one card that came out, so I, I'm going to go with that. And something that I, I didn't mention with the essential relationship skills deck, because I, the intention was to get one card. But when you're shuffling and just one card comes out, that typically means in a reading that this is a direct, <laughs> concise message from spirit. And, and this is actually quite appropriate because the card that came out is Direction Guardian, Choose Your Path. Which, which also ties in well <laughs> with what do you need the most right now? What do you want in life? What do you not want? And so, I mean, this actually makes me see the Four of Swords in, a, in somewhat of a different way. This could resonate. It's, you know, again, if you don't feel like you have what you need in order to embody this Four of Swords energy, what's necessary? Because in order to tap into this direction guardian of choosing your path, you got to feel like you have a sense of clarity and, and calm there. Perhaps this star energy is something to consider in order to get there, you know, whatever that means for you. This direction guardian, it could be this star energy, you know what I mean? This could also just be a, a loving, empowering, and just reassuring message from spirit, direction guardian, choose your path. <laughs> it's There are a lot of people who, who may not like to hear this, but you know, the whole concept of leaning in and trusting the process, trust in the universe, I, 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 which honestly, it's about trusting yourself because all this comes from within, yeah? And then it's manifested outwardly so direction guardian choose your path i i kind of see this as honestly that it's you know loving not judgmental but you know a little bit of a nudge like coaching from spirit like you you or whoever you're thinking about the wherewithal is there to to figure things out if it feels confusing and, and i also think this is a, a gentle and a helpful reminder for us all to hear that no matter what direction you go in you you can change directions it's in some way, shape or form. If it doesn't seem possible in that moment, it might just require whatever is needed. If I'm going back to the essential relationship skills card, what do you need? Whatever is re required in order to be in this four of swords energy and on a basis that is consistent at that, consistently feeling mentally steady Whatever that means, because different folks need different things from a mental health perspective. So what's authentic, you know, for you or whoever you're thinking about that, that's going to be a game changer as far as the direction, figuring out what that path is, whether it already exists or it's something new to be built, which is great. That's paving the way for yourself and, and for other folks where the approach may resonate, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the star, you know, how what does shining look and feel like for you and, and, and what do you need in order to do it? What do you need the most right now in order to continue, you know, to do this or do it more? 
what do you want <laughs> from this star energy? What do you not want? You know what I mean? So I, so I kind of also see the direction guardian of choosing your path. It's this also sort of reinforces this very first card of the 10 of hearts of answering these questions. I, I feel like this is a loving nudge where now is a great time as ever. Ending the current year, getting ready to enter the new year, but of course, any time of year to, to consider this direction piece. And with the direction guardian, you know, part of it, it's, you got you, you know, the, the universe or, or powers that be, depending on what you believe in, you know, they got you, you got loved ones that got you. And, and if you feel like you don't, you know, if you're tuning in and it resonates where you're like, you know what, I, I'm the only one who got me, I, it's, I got you. You know what I mean? Uh, there's, it's, it, give yourself permission to look find the places, you know, where, where you belong, where you can get what you need the most right now. <laughs> you know, this, th this overarching theme of this 10 of hearts. Yeah. Do what you got to do to keep yourself in this four of swords energy of mentally stable. If you're already there, kudos, keep doing your thing because that is what's required in order to either get to what that star energy is or to fully shine in that star energy. And if you feel like you've already accomplished this, again, this could be a reflection of so keep keep moving and grooving, keep resting and reflecting, feeling and healing, going and growing, do your thing. And this direction guardian uh, of choose your path, perhaps currently or in the future, maybe there will be some different options. And so this could be from an optimistic perspective, just some foreshadowing on, oh, wow. <laughs> like, you know, there's there's opportunities for things to go in, in, in different directions and all of those could be healthy and positive. So, I, you know, that that's not impossible. Okay. Yeah, I it's I, I'm going to go ahead and close out there. You know, I, I'm going to give the gift <laughs> of of breezing through this uh, part somewhat. And yeah, again, you know, also encourage folks give the gift to yourself and and also, you know, folks around you if, if you find that they need it to really honor your authentic self, the direction that you want to go in, the path that you want to follow or create, that star energy that is you <laughs> authentically and and whatever it takes for, you know, to to be steady and confident in that. What what do you need? What do you want? And and perhaps what do you not want in in order to really shine. <laughs> you know, just looking at this major arcana, this star card to to shine. Um Cool. Well, all that being said, uh, hopefully this was helpful for whoever needed to hear it. If none of this resonated for you, that's quite all right. It just means this reading wasn't for you. Perhaps the next one will be. But nonetheless, I appreciate you tuning in. I know I mentioned in the intro, it's quite possible this will be the only episode for December. Might be able to squeeze one in for next week. It, it all depends on how things uh, how things flow. But if this does happen to be the only episode for the month, just want to say that I wish everyone out there, you know, a, a great month of December and beyond. Uh, as great as, as reasonably, you know, as possible. Yeah, for folks who are, you know, going through some challenges right now going to take it all the way back to this 10 of hearts, especially since it's the uh, essential relationship skills. So perhaps 
there's some communicating, you know, this air energy of swords, thoughts, mindset, communication, whether it's with self or with folks in your atmosphere about what it is that you need so that the healing process can can begin. Yeah, if if anyone needs that, you know, sense of of encouragement and that source of empowerment want to want to leave folks with that and if this resonates where you know you've been there done that as i said before keep doing your thing um yeah i know i i said have a great month and beyond but i'll even dial it in and say have a great week and beyond have a great day and beyond just do what you got to do to to keep yourself well and uh you know create opportunities for other folks to do the the same in their own way so collectively we can move forward in a positive uh and and healthy uh direction for for all beings all right take care of yourself and the world around you be safe stay well and talk soon